Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Revival to the Gospel of John. We ought to be in chapter 4. While you're looking for that, uh, I think, I think I'm right. Our group's going to sing tonight. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. I'm looking forward to that. They've been doing some practicing. John chapter 4 at verse 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except, excuse me, Except ye see the signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down, or ere my child die. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. And so the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed in his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we feel your spirit so close to us today. We don't know why you're here in such force, but we thank you for it. We know that there are hearts that need your word. Our spirits need lifted, and souls need saved. Lord, may your will be with us throughout this service in a mighty way. Heal the wounds that are present in some hearts. Forgive the sins that are prevalent in many, draw us very close to you today. We pray through Christ our Redeemer. Amen. We have the story here of a father who has a son who is gravely ill and will soon die. Unless something happens. 
We're not told all the story, but no doubt he was tried every doctor that he could find. Take him everywhere he could possibly take him. And hasn't had any success. There's nothing probably touches the heartstrings more than that of a seriously ill child. And many of us have been through that experience when we're not sure from one moment to the next what the outcome might be. Sometimes we have on our knees begged God to intervene. Sometimes he has and sometimes in his own wisdom he has not. We always, in those cases, feel extremely helpless. We begin to ask the questions, why? What causes it? Why me? When I try to do and be as I ought to be, when I've tried everything, Spent long periods of time in prayer, I've gone to church every time the doors are open, but read the Bible, have tried to be good, and we come back with the same question. Since I've been so good, Lord, why me? I've asked that question, and I'm sure that you have. The answer that I heard shook me. He said, why not you? He made it very clear. Why not you? What corner on life do you have, he said, that would prevent you from going through all of the afflictions that everybody else is going through? Don't you know that it rains on the just as well as the unjust? I cannot find anywhere in the scripture, though I've searched for it, where God promised us who are Christian an easier life because we are one. But the thing that he did promise us in those difficult times such as a child being gravely ill or other situations that we all face. He did promise us that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He did promise us, as he spoke to Paul, my grace is sufficient to see you through. That's what he promised. And those who do not have the love of Jesus Christ like we have, don't have that law. The affliction of this boy brought his father to seek the Lord. Many times Afflictions that we suffer can have a dynamic benefit 
in that those afflictions like nothing else in our life will cause us to think about God and about Christ, about salvation, about our relationship with our Lord. Troubles turn our hearts. And for the Christian, troubles can turn our hearts to God in a positive way and can cause us to realize that we have strength in God that the world does not have. I've gone through many, many, many funerals. And you probably have observed some of the things that I have observed. But although we all grieve, saint and sinner alike, there's something that we have as Christians that can help us in those difficult times. So the tragedies of life, death, or sickness, or frailty, or unfortunate events, all have a good side, in that they can make us stronger in the Lord. Here comes a man to the Lord, because of the most unfortunate event in his life, the pending death of his son. He begged the Lord to go down to his house and heal the boy. How did he find out about the Lord? We're not told. But I would suggest to you that there was somebody who said to the nobleman, I know a man who can heal your son. Why don't you go to him? And the man holds on to that possible solution, a promise, and he comes to the Lord. An unidentified person brought a man to the Lord. This is my point right now. Let me ask you. You don't need to answer. But how many of you can remember the person that the Lord used to really turn your life Many of you will know who that was the Lord used. But many of us, myself included, I do not have the slightest idea who turned my life around. That is, who the Lord used. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. I don't remember that person. I think it probably was my Sunday school teacher. But I can't remember which one of them. And nobody in my memory God used to turn me around. God used somebody to turn you around. Starts you on the path towards salvation. 
all of which to that point. A chance meeting, perhaps, but God was in the picture, intending to influence you by just a casual word. That's something. There was a young man who was a drunkard who had a nobody whose name we know say to him, why don't you quit your drinking and get right with God? Many of you this morning, are carrying the Bible. Let me rephrase that. He developed the Scofield Bible. I see, or see, I rather, see, I Scofield was a man doomed for hell, and would probably have died in a in a drunken stupor, but was turned around by a comment of a nobody and has given to the world that tremendous study of the scripture that we call the Schofield Bible. He didn't change the scripture, but he gave us the tremendous capability of understanding it. Nobodies are used of God to make somebodies. We're those nobodies. As long as we hold God up as supreme, and can be used of the Lord to influence somebody to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus made a response to the man. The man was pleading. He said, come down to my house. My son is about ready to die. And Jesus said, unless you see a sign, you're not going to believe I'd love to see signs of what God wants. I have prayed in one particular incident in my life that is ongoing, continuing, that God give me a sign. Show me in black and white. Show me clearly what he wants. He'll do it. To some he does. Gideon had that experience when God selected him to lead his people and Gideon didn't want to do it. And Gideon said, I want you to show me very clearly that that's what you want. And Gideon said, I want to lay out a, a fleece of wool on the ground. And tomorrow morning, if this if you are telling me what I think you're telling me, I want that fleece to be damp with the dew and all the ground around it to be dry. He got up the next morning, he ran water out of the flesh. Not just a little dampness, but it was saturated. Well, he wasn't satisfied. He said, Lord, tomorrow, let's do it again, but this time, make the fleece dry and have all the ground wet. When he got up the next morning, that's the way it was. I wish I could do that. And I'd have my answer based upon a dry fleece or a wet fleece or something else that I might concoct in my mind, but God has said no. 
Why would he say no? Well, there are lots of reasons, but let me suggest to you He's given us miracle after miracle after miracle. And we haven't seen fit to know that it was God talking. Receive the miracles. Some of you have talked to me this week about specific miracles. You pray, God answered. God does give us answers to many of our requests. But such a thing as saving the life of this boy or the thing that I want and on and on we could go. There's another word that we must use besides miracle. And it's the word belief. There's a little song that we sometimes sing, only believe, only believe. All things are possible if you only believe. That's what Jesus said to the woman who was dying with that continual flow of blood. When she touched his garment and he stopped and turned around and said to her, Fear not, only believe. There was a father who had an epileptic son that we hear about in Mark. And had pleaded also with the Lord to heal his son. And the Lord responded, if thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. The man responded, Lord, I believe. But he didn't stop there. He said, help my unbelief. And here's where we get caught. Yes, we believe. But let us admit that there are many things that we yet are not capable of believing. And we have to struggle with that. The resurrection had taken place and the disciples were gathered together in the upper room and some of them said they had seen the risen Lord and Thomas said, I'm not going to believe until I can put my fingers in the nail prints. Sometime later, they were all together again, and Thomas was in the middle of them, and Jesus appeared. He said, come on, Thomas, put your finger in the reference. But that's not all he said. I want you to listen to what he said to us. He said to Thomas, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe, but blessed are they that have never seen me, and yet believe. Listen, I have not seen the nail prints in his hands, but I believe. I didn't stand in the barn on the night of the birth of our Savior, but I believe it. Neither did I stand at the foot of the cross and watch him die for my sins. And hear him pray for me, but I believe he did it. All things are possible to him that believes. That's what he wanted out of this man. He wanted a response of faith. The man continues to urge Jesus to do something, to go down to his house. 
And he said, sir, come down ere my son die. What he was doing is something of the things that we do often, and that is we try to tell the Lord how to answer our prayers. Lord, I have this problem, and here's what I want you to do. And then we lay it out in black and white. And then if the Lord doesn't respond like we want, we feel like our prayers weren't heard. No, no, the problem is not with God responding. The problem is with us, in that we are trying to direct the show. Only can we receive real responses from God in accordance with our will when we get rid of our will and depend totally on the will of God. That's what we're often not willing to do. And we work against ourselves in getting answers to our prayer because we have not yet come to the place to say, Lord, it's thy will and not mine that is to be done. You say to him, have thine own way, Lord, have thine own way. Thou art the potter, I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thy will. While I'm waiting, yielded and still. But most of the time we're on the run and never stop to let him mold us and make us into something usable. And we join a director's show. We can't do that. We've got to lay it in the Lord's lap with all our earnest prayer and leave it there. And the Lord responded to the man, go on your way. Your son lives. All it took was a spoken word. He didn't have to go down to that man's house. What he had to do was respond verbally. You know, it was by a spoken word that the whole world came into being. It was simply by a breath that God made Adam a living soul. How mighty is the spoken word of God? Our only response needs to be believed. He believed. This man came to Jesus with a considerable worry, tremendous anxiety, and awful fear. I've been there. I'm sure you have as well. Worry nearly kills us. Anxiety puts us in the hospital. Fear destroys so many things in our lives. But this man came that way when, when he left. He was calm. He had assurance. He had peace. All because he believed what the Master said. He said, everything's going to be all right. The man started toward home when his servants met him and said, Your son has taken a turn for the better. His fever broke. And the man said, When did he start improving? And they said, At the seventh hour. It's one o'clock. He noted in his mind it was at one o'clock that the Lord had spoken to him. God is faithful. 
to do what he says you will do. And we can take it to the bank. The slack, the lack of things, not on the part of God, it's on the part of man. For Jesus will do what he said he would do. It's our job to take him at his word. And when we do, our lives will be blessed. When we, when we try to strangle him and tell him what to do and how to do it, our lives will continue to be confusion, unrest, and uneasiness because we just simply haven't divulged our own self, but our self is will. When we do that, we can be a calm and peace with ourselves and with each other. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at James sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.